Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to tell you about Dodge. This spring, the Brotherhood of Muscle is looking for new members, and the only way to join is to get behind the wheel of Dodge's only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars. The Dodge Charger, the only muscle car in its class to throw you back in your seat with 300 horsepower and still get 30 miles per gallon. You know, the Dodge Challenger, you know, the groundhog didn't see its shadow. It heard the rev of the most affordable V8 in its class. And the Dodge Journey, maximize your adventure with the most powerful third-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. And certainly the Dodge Durango. Tear through April showers with the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. Hurry into your Dodge dealership and start your introduction to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, and here again with us, Bill Goldberg. How are you, buddy? Well, you know, I'm always doing good, man, and it's always just a pleasure to see you and talk wonderful automobiles. I uh, I am eternally grateful that you make the trip up here again to be in our studio, and I know we're going to come down and we're going to do this at some point from your location. Uh, we owe you that one. It's all good, man. You know, um, I gotta when I, when I come in after that hour and a half or sometime four and a half hour drive, I have to... I have to vent, and you know, <laughs> I, a, I calm down, and hey, it, it is what it is. Uh, it's it, it's here's the thing: is is we want to do these shows, we want to get you these shows for free every week, and uh, oftentimes you think, uh, you know, it's pretty easy. It takes about forty five minutes an hour to do a show, but believe it or not, um, it takes a lot longer than that. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. Chris is producing shows and getting them built and packaged and up there in photos and travel and all Thank stuff. Thank God for Chris and uh, and with your schedule, which we're going to get into. Today. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. You you got so much going on. Um, uh, you're kind of all over the place, so I appreciate you making the drive up here as well. And I'm just going to throw this out there. So your brother, you have two brothers, yes, sir. One of your brothers lives down in the San Diego area, right? And he's got a couple of restaurants. And uh, and maybe I'm speaking out of term here. I'm just going to throw this out, but I think we should do a live car cast episode from one of his restaurants down there. I don't know how to set that up or whatever. Sounds like you know somebody. Well, it's quite easy because I, I know the guy's phone number. He, yeah. he happens to be my brother, yeah. and, and he owes me a favor or two. And at the end of the day, uh, why wouldn't you come down south a couple hours and sit on the beach and do a car cast from that wonderful And, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm sure he's got a, an amazing venue down there. Uh, I, I don't get down there much, but I'd love to check it out. So I'm thinking maybe we do some sort of live car cast episode. I don't know how that works. Maybe to you know maybe we got to charge like a couple of bucks at the door or something. We'll do I, a I live really car cast episode, and we'll tell everybody where and when we're doing it, and we'll, people can show up with their cool cars. And uh, one of the things I really enjoy doing, although we, we come into the studio, but to be able to do this with you guys in front of an audience is always uh, is always my favorite to do. So. Um, I'm down for that. If you're down with that, I think it's going to just be a matter of scheduling because everybody's kind of busy and traveling around. And when you're not here, you're on a plane. I am more than down <laughs> with that, dude. Um, but I think it would be fun. I think you're down with it because it's probably 10 minutes from your house. Well, it's it's more <laughs> like 40 minutes from my house. Okay, well, but, that's still you know, better. The, 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 the traffic's yeah. a little easier down in Diego. 
Yeah. Also, I don't mind doing this show with uh, a beer in my hand. Well, I can <laughs> guarantee you that I can make that happen. Um, all right. So we've got some cool things going on. We've got some car talk. We've got some car updates. But uh, I see on my notes here, we touched on it a couple of weeks ago. You're doing a TV show for history, for History Channel. Forged in fire, knife or death. <laughs> sounds like fun, doesn't it? It sounds like fun. So this is coming out April 17th on the History Channel. What can you tell us about the show? Well, it's a cross between Forged and Fire, their original show, where, where bladesmiths come in and make their own blades and are judged accordingly. And it's a cross between that and, eh, let's say, Ninja Warriors. So just imagine okay. a, yeah. uh, a group of competitors with extremely sharp knives – Going through an obstacle course, <laughs> a time <double> obstacle <laughs> course, no less. Nobody's arm, uh, nobody's limbs were were severed during the filming of the first six episodes, but that was only the first. So, okay, so uh, somebody comes in and and makes the knife. Well, they don't necessarily have to make the knife here, but in, I was going to ask: Is it the same person on, who does the obstacle course, or is there? Well, like a, I'd say fifty percent of the competitors have forged their own knives. Okay. Yeah. And it's they, not a prerequisite for being a competitor, but it, it, it helps. Okay, because they seem like two different people to me. No question. I'm the guy who makes it, and then there's the guy who, you know. But there are a lot runs. of people who forge their own knives. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a, at one with your, your blade kind of thing. And So they go through this obstacle course, and then obviously the knife is being used on the obstacle course. To so like, sever, to chop, to okay. dismember, to all of the above. But they don't. They don't have to go against each other. No, no, and, and they don't have to like run to. No, but running is uh, is against the rules. You never run with a knife in your. That's what I'm saying. Because again, like I'm like no. You once imagine- you cross the finish line, once you cross the finish line at each given obstacle, you walk to the other. It's okay. the ti- the the timer stops. Okay, good. Because I had this picture in my head no. of like American Ninja Warriors <laughs> with a guy with like a knife in his mouth with an eye patch on, like a pirate, and he's but swinging see, that's, from that's a rope. That's my job. And- <laughs> that's my job to paint a, 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 a an unbelievably vivid picture for the audience so that they'll tune in <laughs> yeah all right so these guys compete and then i guess the knife there's some formality to it the knife gets holstered and then you move to the next thing and the next thing and then and because there's there's a, a level of safety that has to be built into this no question first and foremost there's a there's a, a place called the cut which is where each competitor prior to them competing in the game uh their their blade has to pass, you know, judgment by our resident expert, Travis Wirtz. Oh, and, and, or they can't compete in the, in the competition. And he's, he's your, your counterpart on the show. He's one of them. I have two counterparts. I got him two lambs. Special Forces Green Beret uh, is the knife expert. And then um, he and I are co-hosting the show. And then our resident knife expert, the guy who has to uh, critique the knives and, and say pass or fail, so that they can compete in the competition, uh, that that's another person, Travis Wirtz. This whole thing sounds insane to me. <laughs> it that's sounds the beauty fantastic. Of it. it sounds fantastic. It sounds insane. Is uh, well, okay. Uh, you remember Bull Run? Let's bring some yeah. automotive into it. Yeah, yeah Bull Run was fantastic. Remember how Bull Run? One of the things that worked with Bull Run was that it was in a time of you know when political correctness wasn't such that it is right now, but each each demographic was was represented. You know, yeah. 
um, look at old stereotypes. You got your Mexican guys in your 57 Chevy. You got your hot blonde, you know, with their girlfriend in the BMW. You got yeah, your yeah. redneck boys from Alabama in your truck. You know, everyone was represented. So, so the viewer had someone to cheer for innately every single time they tune in. They didn't have to know anything about them. They just could identify with them. It's kind of the same thing with this because you get people from all walks of life, whether it's a 52 year old fifth degree black belt in, in I, you know, in I, a keto or something like that yeah. and has knife skills and brings his you know 35 inch samurai sword or it's you know some uh what else? we had a professional chopper it was from texas that comes with the big cowboy hat and the cowboy boots and you know this guy's ready to rock so i mean it was a lot of different demographics represented you know men women um, whether it was a, a Bowie knife or a katana or a samurai sword or whatever it may be, it was cool because you had everyone had someone to cheer for. Right. So it sounds like it's a great mix of people and the various different types. Like like two people go through the obstacle course and one can have a sword, one can have a knife of swords. Bingo. Right? So it could. We had a guy from Valley Center, a butcher, show up with a little knife that's not much bigger than the one I cut steaks with every night. Yeah. You know, and it's amazing because everybody has an opinion, right? Oh, well, a guy with a big blade and a a samurai guy could do better. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You don't know until you see, right? No, now now I'm just curious. Like, curiosity has definitely got me in on this. So, is this... Like, who approached you with this? Did you guys come up with this? Or is it somebody said, hey, I've got an idea for a knife show. You there said, was, hey, we can do a few things to modify it and let's make it. There was a producer, a, a writer-producer um, that approached me years ago with a project called the Taxi Cab 500. Okay, we're bringing cars into it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, end of the day, you have, you know, 10 different taxi drivers from from New York, and they compete for a $250,000 badge that you have to have each year as a, as a cab driver. Well, that never took off, and, you know, 10 years passed, and I get a phone call from Vincent, and it's about this show. And uh, so here we are. Yeah. I, I, look, I can go ahead and probably say you, you haven't seen anything like this on TV before <laughs> because the whole thing sounds, sounds pretty crazy, and... Uh, uh, I'm definitely going to be watching it. Um, uh, it sounds pretty crazy. You guys are doing six episodes. You've done six episodes already? Did six episodes already, filmed in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, we're probably looking at May right now to, to film a couple more. And, you know, hopefully everybody tunes in and is excited about it as I am. And uh means that, you know, we got to go shoot more episodes for the people. Yeah. All right. So we'll um, we'll we'll get a few more details on it, and uh, definitely follow all of our social media, and we'll we'll make sure you know exactly what times, what dates this is going to happen. But uh, keep an eye out on history. Uh, April seventeenth, it's going to happen. Uh, it sounds fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see the finished product. You know, at the end of the day, when you go out and film six episodes in ten days, it's kind of a shotgun deal. Yeah. And uh, you really don't know what the finished product's going to look like, but I have uh, the utmost confidence in the ITV production crew. And um, I you know, think you and I gonna, spoke about. I think you and I were like texting a little bit, like when you're when you're doing the show, and you're like, "This whole thing is epic! Like the size of the production, everything that's going on." Is it was epic. it was like, the largest television production I've ever been on, except for The Apprentice, which was had like fifteen hundred people behind the scenes. But um, yeah, I was very excited. 
you know, when you show up on a project like this, you, you, I mean, it, there are a lot of variables, and uh, this couldn't have been written any better by Spielberg. I mean, it, it turned out to be a wonderful experience. Yeah, it sounds it's it's it sounds amazing to me because of the scope of it and the size of it. You know, unless you're you know a Mark Burnett show on on ABC or NBC or something like that, like you don't normally get that on 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 these types of networks. It was but huge. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that you and I love. Like we, we kind of love doing like a velocity thing or discovery or a history or a DIY or, or something like that because you can have a little more fun, a little more freedom on those kinds of shows. But uh, a little, uh, <laughs> you have a lot. And yeah. at the end of the day, you know, when you can do what you enjoy for a living, I mean, it makes it. You know, you're one of the luckiest people in the world. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I look at what we do every every day, every week. Are are you? Uh, are you an aspiring knife expert? Well, you know, it's one of those things that, hey, man, I'm not an expert at anything, but I'd like to think that I, I, I have a, a pretty eclectic uh, skill set, you know, so they approach me about this and uh, I say, hey, man, I'd love to learn about knives. And so it's just, again, you know, I'm a, I'm right. a, I'm a kid in a candy store learning something new. But you're already walking in with, with some level of knowledge, just based on just your love of MMA. You own a well, Muay Thai yeah, the, gym. The martial and, arts you know, so aspect. Yeah. There, there's a combat a- aspect, a no martial question. arts aspect. Uh, you know, there's, there's something there. So obviously you're a great fit for this. Mm-hmm. And it also is kind of entertaining to be like, oh, I don't know enough about knife fighting, but that's what's great because now you get to ask and, and sort of as the I'm host, learning as the as the viewer you know, to learns, bring it along, you know. Kind of and fun. at the end of the day, if you can humanize yourself in a production, it means more people are going to relate to you and more people are going to yeah. watch. All right, so we've got that going on. That sounds fantastic, and uh, uh, also we've got WWE. That's coming up pretty quickly now. And uh, actually, as you're listening to this, we're probably a, a day or two away. WWE Hall of Fame induction is it a show? It's a ceremony. It's it's uh, it's, it's on their network or is it a pay per view thing? It's on their network, and I guess I better start working on my speech. <laughs> you uh, got to figure this out. I got to figure it out. Yeah. I'm headlining the damn thing, but it's That's an right. hey, it's an honor and a privilege to be April sixth. Uh, yeah, to be recognized for for anything, man. So it's it's going to be a cool night. I, you know, those events are fantastic, and you're right. Like, when they started doing – I don't know how long they've been doing Hall of Fame thing now, but when they started doing Hall of Fame stuff, and it was so great to, to give some recognition, especially to some of the very early uh, uh, professionals and, and, you know, the early wrestlers. Well, they and, paved the way for guys like and, me. And believe me, there's, there's a lot of guys that had a huge impact as us growing up, you know, as a fan and as somebody who actually does it, that, you know, are just – just hurt and like they never really even made any money with it it was a really tough thing to do and it was just like it was a it was a really underground thing now the company has grown it's worth billions of dollars Mm -hmm. and and congratulations to all the success for everybody but there there are you know a a large number of those men and women who paved the way for guys like me and never really got compensated as such but you know it's nice to 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 show a little bit of recognition and also introduce uh, pay homage, you know, to them by showing the young audience of WWE and go. By the way, it's like, yes, we know Goldberg. We love Goldberg. He's done so much for the for the for the sport. You're just an icon in it. But if it wasn't for the people who came before me, then there would be no Goldberg. Right. You also need a Sergeant Slaughter and an Iron Sheik and a and a you know and an Ultimate Bruiser Warrior Brody. and a Bruiser. Yeah, you need it. You need those guys as well. They've done a lot, and it's nice to get kind of everybody together, or a few of these guys together and gals in 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 one event like this. So. 
yeah. who else is uh, – do you know the other inductees this year? Or uh, The, the uh, Bully Ray and the Devon and uh, – Devon. Uh, let's see I love here. his glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ivory um, – Let's see here. Uh, Hillbilly Jim. Oh. And Kid Rock's going in. Kid Rock is going in. Yeah, and the Celebrity Wing. Yeah. He did a couple of theme songs or one big entry song. Right? I think he did. I wasn't there at the time. So I, yeah. as far as his association with the WWE, I really don't know it that much. But I, I know the Celebrity Wing one, thing's yeah, a different deal. Yeah, that's a different thing. But I get it. You know, like, I get that part of it. I, I, I want to say. Jeff Jarrett's going in this year also. He did uh, yeah, some American something or there was the song, Kid Rock song, and somebody used it for a while or a year or two or whatever. Yeah. You know, but uh, it sounds fantastic. But that's also uh, WrestleMania uh, weekend. It's in New Orleans. Yes, sir. WrestleMania it's Friday is, night prior to WrestleMania. Uh, WrestleMania is the 8th, I think, Sunday? I think it's Sunday. And then Friday is when I do the, the – and and you stick around. You're gonna watch the event, or you got to come home. You got to go to work. Yeah, it's the only reason why I'm, I accepted the uh, the induction, so my kid can go to another WrestleMania. Go to WrestleMania again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the caveat. Yeah. Um, well, uh, American Badass for the Undertaker. That was the uh, Kid Rock song, American Badass, and it was an entry song for the Undertaker. For there you have it. There you go. Thank you, Chris. Chris, you're the best. <laughs> God, what would we do that? Um, what would I do that? <laughs> Um, well, it sounds good. WrestleMania is going to be awesome. I, it's too bad it's in New Orleans. It's too far for me to swing down there and go. But uh, I went a few years ago when um, when it was at Levi Stadium. What's the one in like San Jose? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was a few years ago I, I went to know. that. That's where the, the Niners play, I think, right? Yeah. I don't know much about football. Nope. So, um, But uh, – I our friend Maria Menounos was involved at the time. Mm-hmm. I think she's hosted the event several times, and then uh, she had some uh, some some passes or tickets for a group of her AfterBuzz TV group. They mm-hmm. have a great uh, sort of post-show podcast and video network, and I went with them. And it was one of these things where, like, my buddy Phil kind of runs things over there. Um, I think he called me like Wednesday night. He's like, "We're going to WrestleMania." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "That sounds fantastic." When, when, when are we going? He's like, "I'm Tomorrow. coming over." <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and we. And I actually, I was like, I can't actually go this quick. So I flew up, and then we drove back. You flew up or threw up? I flew. I flew. Okay. I grabbed the Southwest flight. We, I, I went that day. Like we landed in San Jose. We met up at a restaurant. A we man had a couple of action. Of, I like and, that. Uh, and I just said, let's just do it. We went there. We had a great time. And then uh, we Airbnb'd it that night at a place there, and then drove home. As we're leaving WrestleMania, and uh, 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 Chris knows Phil as well. As we're leaving WrestleMania. I'm driving the car. Cars loaded up with people. Tons of traffic. Some girl behind us is uh, texting. Smashes into the back of Phil's Prius. Right. Well, that's what he that he deserves it for having for a Prius. for his Prius, which uh, he made me drive. Uh, and then we stayed at this Airbnb, and we're like, I don't know what to do. And plus, he's it's like I think the car is like I don't know on on like Maria's insurance company car that kind of thing. And we're like, it's just take the Prius. He's driving the Prius because it's a road trip, and that stupid trunk wouldn't close. Oh Jesus! Right. So we've got it tied down, but for the next I don't know five hours, you hear beep, beep. Oh God. Because the trunk is open mm-hmm. and like no amount of, of radio or anything because most of everybody's like a little. And it's not such that you could reach underneath the dash and pull a certain wire out. It's not no, one of those no. cars I, anymore. We even checked for like a fuse or something. We couldn't find. I don't know. Maybe we just were, were 
too hungover or something, but we just drove home with that stupid beep going on for five hours. We couldn't get home fast enough. And then when we got there, it was like, it's like no one was trying to be rude, but it was like we, we got to LA and we're like, all right, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Boom, gone. Just gone. Nice. Right? You're just out of there. Like, I was just like, do you need to ride like home? sounds like a normal no. WrestleMania trip. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you need to ride home? No, not in your car. No, I'll, I'm I'll just gone. Uber it. Like, as soon as I'm close. <laughs> Just drop me. If I'm within a $90 Uber ride, I'll just Uber the rest. It's and, on me. And you go. But uh, it was a, it's a fun event to go to. So uh, uh, watch the event. Uh, the Hall of Fame is going to be fantastic. If you guys got tickets to WrestleMania, I'm sure it's got to be sold out or something by now because these things usually go pretty big, right? I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But they can see it on the WWE Network. Um, and, and the ceremony is going to be great. So I guess that's part of the whole thing. Maybe you get the, the WWE package. I don't know how they do it. But um, – and uh, so definitely check that out. That sounds like fun. I'm sure Gage is going to have a good time as well. Yeah. Um, I, I saw him in the ring. At least this time we won't worry about him trying to get in the ring because I'm not wrestling that night. So. Yeah. But no, I saw him in the ring last time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I have to immortalize my son while I have the chance. <laughs> he, he looked like he had the best time ever. And I'm pretty sure like Wanda was crying. And she's yeah. Like, other than Gage. him doing the dab in the middle of the ring. Yeah. I, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> But other than that, man, it was a great opportunity. And I'll say it again. I'm going to say it, you know, induction night. Uh, you know, I was given a chance to to uh, come back 12 years removed, and not many people get that chance once in a lifetime. And I've gotten it a couple times, and I tried to make the most of it. And I greatly appreciate uh, Brock and the WWE for making it happen. You have spoken so highly of Brock Lesnar uh, off the air here. You and I uh, talked about it, mm-hmm. and uh, I went back just the other day and I watched the uh, the fight, the your, your fight with Brock. And uh, I, I know you've said this on the show, but I, I got to emphasize this again: it doesn't really matter if the outcome of the event is planned. If you know it's going to happen, like you said, you know you kind of have like a timeline, mm-hmm. like like how long you're going to be, but. Brock's a big dude, mm-hmm. and there's no faking throwing him around a ring or him throwing you around a ring. Zero. Right? Picking him up is not faked, and then also getting hit by him mm-hmm. is not fake. No. And then, I, I mean, it was like 12 minutes or something like that. Uh, I don't know what ends up – like the whole bit was like 12 minutes, the entry and whatever. So mm-hmm. maybe you're seven minutes in a ring. And first of all, you guys were both in great shape. Congratulations. You crushed it. And at the end, uh, uh, I'm looking at Brock. That guy's fucking sweating like he ran a marathon. Like, that's a big deal. He gassed out on me. God darn it. I'm telling you. I wanted to get like 40 suplexes, but he stopped at like 10 because he was tired. I I swear to God. You know, it took me five, six months to get back kind of into ring shape and to feel comfortable. I felt comfortable when it was my last match. Right? it was it was epic and it was like it was a match of just like big signature moves which is fantastic and by the way this is up like a uh, uh, WWE has released this now for free it's like mm-hmm. I, I think they have a YouTube video of it so you can watch it and it's 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 pretty awesome I always thought and we'll get into some cars still trust me we got we got some time I always thought the spear was one of the most violent. One of the most violent 
moves you can do in the ring. That's like, why I did it. I, like a suplex looks badass, mm. but if you look what's going on there, like he's holding your neck and mm-hmm. you're going down, a lot of a lot of landing on the back and mm-hmm. and and the butt and those, you know, like I get a lot of that, you mm-hmm. know. And a body slam you can do, but you can kind of carry the guy down a little bit, you know. Spear looks violent as hell. Like, it just looks... Depending upon who does it. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's nothing but a football tackle. And it's hard... It's hard for the person to prep for it. It's basically the instructions are tuck your chin, spread your legs, and kiss your ass goodbye, and hope for the best. And that's the instruction I give to people. But, you know... Here's the thing. If they don't accept the hit in the proper way, that looks like when people will get hurt. But Parker didn't accept it the proper way and blew his knee out. (laughs) <laughs> that's the thing like you're going full speed you know what you're going to do but if they don't sort of like crunch offer in themselves and, up and yeah. yeah i don't know if you just like turn yourself into a noodle or you just got to kind of lean into it and kind of you know we had different people had different ways of prepping for it steiner did it the best because he'd like elevate right before i hit him with the spear he'd lift off the ground so he'd travel a f- much further distance than the normal but person. that's taking a harder hit that's not absorbing Absolutely the hit true. like he's like just just hit me then but hey right? man if you can't take that hit you're in the wrong profession well yeah well here's my point my point is is all things aside you can say whatever you want about it's 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 fixed or whatever, you know, like monster truck, monster jam is fixed, right? Like that's like, that's where we are now. But the point is it looks cool as shit. And taking a hit like that is not faked. What, what is Lesnar way these days? Two ninety, Pushing 290 probably. Yeah. Remember when I speared him through the barrier? Yeah. My wife thought I'd cut, well, I thought I cut my ear off. My wife thought that I was really hurt. Like she was in tears. She, because I usually give her the Iggy or something and let her know. Yeah. You know, yeah. after the match, go over and tell her, hey. Yeah. She had no idea. She was in tears. She thought I hurt myself. Oh, right. The the hit. So you guys were outside the ring and you took that, you, you hit him into that barrier. And I saw that too. And at some point, I saw like part of the table metal leg just like hit you in the head, just came down it, like hit you. Right. My ear, yeah. man, is when I first and blasted I saw you him. grab it. I uh, thought my ear was gone. Yeah. I thought it was gone. Yeah. I couldn't feel it. I was like, oh, my God, where's my ear? Who pays for that? Does Vince get you an ear? I don't know. Fortunately, I never had to deal with <laughs> replacing one, but, yeah. you know. That's a violent hit, by the way. That's a violent hit for Yeah, it. but yeah. we're two big monsters, and that's what people expect, yeah. and that's what we do. So, know? Brock, is he a car guy? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I hooked him up with a couple of Hemi cars in North Carolina yeah. with the Hendricks guys. Yeah. Has he blew been one into it, up. or is he? He blew one of them up, and then he replaced it with another one. Is is he is he an aspiring car guy? You know, because I I tease about this too. A good friend of so ours. So is he like me or or, or, or Austin? Stone Cold Steve Austin? He's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I talked to Austin the other day, and I was like, "Come in, do the show." But he had to do his podcast. And uh, uh, but yeah, I, he, know, I, on I, Instagram, you know, we got the lawman motor out of the car, yeah. and and I posted, and he goes, "I'll give you ten grand." <laughs> That's his famous line, and I said, and I my response was for a lug nut, right. So okay, but you and I know Austin, and there's no way he's writing a ten thousand dollar check. Not a chance, Not unless a chance. it's for a four wheeler, and he gets those from the company. So. Yeah, right. Uh, for his UTVs, yeah, yes. yeah, for that stuff. Um, he picked up a muscle car. He's going to be doing some work on it. So he and I hold on. We, we, he picked up a what? He's got a muscle car. He's got. What's your definition of a muscle? car? All right. Car? Well, because he's not here. <laughs> but, any muscle, any any American car after seventy four is not a muscle car. Uh, in, did in he get the late seventy four? Got a. It looks like a six. Maybe 76. Yeah, hey, a big it's a great entry him. level. It's great That's entry what I'm level. Saying. What yeah. I'm saying is, is I like that he did it. It's brilliant. 
right? I like that he did it now. You know that I, I went over to his house and um, I let him drive a McLaren 720S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prick, you never let me drive it. Well, you're far, but you're going to get a Miata. <laughs> Prick, you never let me drive it. <laughs> well, uh, well, well, uh, oh, 74 Z28. 74. If you're listening to this, McLaren, the chances of me buying one or my boy Matt here buying one are are, are not comparable, so... You know, give me give me a ride. I one. see what you're saying. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. I'm just saying. I've got, I've got I, some I, I very go generous friends at McLaren, and uh, uh, I'm but just that's saying. True. Yeah, ninety four F1s. I actually my dream car. I know that's seven twenty S. It's gorgeous. You'll like it. Steve yeah. fit in it. He was I'm snug not Steve. in it. Steve's no. the size of my son. <laughs> <laughs> Steve fit in it, but um, I, here's the thing: it's like. You guys have taken so many hits over the years that when Steve went to go close the door, it's kind of kind of a scissor door. He he couldn't. His shoulders fucked up. Oh yeah, trust me. And he's like, I can't, I can't get you need it. A pull like, string for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. drawstring. That's yeah. honestly that's that's the tough part for any professional athlete. Oh NFL, yeah. So it's like, yeah, like hey, this is a cool car, but you're like, yeah, but my back can't take it, or my knee, you know, I can't drive stick. My knee can't take it anymore. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. But right? it, it's worth it. It is what it is. It, hey, if if we didn't do what we did, then we wouldn't be uh, trying to fit in the cool cars that we're trying yeah. to fit in. Yeah. Well, we'll have him on at some point because uh, I'm I want to educate him more. I'm like, let's do this, man. Let's let's get you in a car and then because he's like, oh, the, you know, I want to, you know, I just want to do a little, maybe touch of the paint, put air in it. It's like, okay, I know you got to air in it. Yeah, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> that does sound like something Steve would say. Yeah, but he's always like off in the desert somewhere. You know, he's, he's a busy man. Dude. He's a busy man, but he really? loves to just like he comes to LA. He's got a place here. He comes here, works, and then when he's not working, he's gone. It's he's, amazing he's how similar he and I are. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it really is. Path now, of least resistance. You found a way to do it basically within Southern California. You have your, you know, you have a nice property in the in acres, and you can play well, around. But that. I started twenty years ago. With yeah, there was different time. If it was now, I, I wouldn't be here. Oh right, you can't find something like that anymore. He's looked. No. You know, well, and, he and, could buy my place. I'll <laughs> trade with him. I, I need a I need a hundred acre ranch. Believe me, I'm gonna go bigger. Yeah, I don't need to be where yeah. I am right now. Yeah, look, the, the thing these days now is just like have a place here, or even a condo or something that sort of maintains itself with an HOA or something. You yeah. know, in 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 somewhere here, Santa Monica, even you that's know, the way Venice, to do it. You know, uh, and then uh, and then go to Utah or Nevada or. Or, you know, maybe Arizona or something. Depends mm-hmm. on how you are with cold. Yeah. You know, but that's kind of the thing to do. And then you got room to play. You can get your trucks out there, your bikes Absolutely, out there. Absolutely, man. Green grass. Yeah. Do you have uh, Do you have any motorcycles left? I got six of them. But so, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ride them. I don't have time. Wanda, ride, ride, Wanda rides motorcycles? I sold her. Well, I sold her. We <laughs> sold her bike this last weekend, a matter of fact. Oh, you did? Finally, yeah. I was like, you I know, sold my wife a bike last weekend. I was like, why did you sell her a bike? No, I gave her my <laughs> Confederate like 100 yeah. years ago, and then we got rid of it this last weekend. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, we need room. I've got, I'm, I'm not going to do the, the cry for me thing, but I, I don't have any more room. I got to get rid of some stuff so I can put some more cool stuff in there. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not a cry for me thing. That's that's a you've earned it, you deserve it, and uh, and you've got a cool collection. And and again, not afraid to take it out and show it around and and welcome people to the collection and do some charity events and do some articles. That's and, what it's for, and to show that stuff off, right? Well, you know, at the end of the day, if you, it all, then it would be it's not worth having it. And you don't deserve to have it because you got to right. share it. It's history, and you, you got to educate people. Yeah. 
All right, so we've got some car stuff going on. But first, I want to quickly tell you about Dodge. There is one good thing that comes from Daylight Savings, and it's the Dodge Spring Sales Event. Dodge Charger, own the road and the pump with 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon. Dodge Challenger, take the streets by storm with the most affordable V8 in its class. The Dodge Durango, with all-wheel drive availability, April showers won't have your tires spinning unless you want to. Dodge Journey, maximize your adventures with the most powerful three-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. Hurry into your Dodge dealership and start your introduction to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Um, some updates you've been doing the past few weeks. Now, as you're listening to this, we're a few more weeks into it. So uh, follow Goldberg on Instagram and Goldberg's Garage, by the way. That's going to be the best place to get all of these updates. Um, but uh, the Demon, you've been doing some work on. Now, yes, I love it. <laughs> oh, man, it's like a kid, I, the kid. He's I doing... wore the Dodge shirt for you today. Look at you. The Hellcat and the Demon. Nice. Right? You are I the got man, the Dodge dude. shirt. Nice. Um, yeah, we got some. I picked it up yesterday from uh, you know Daily Visual. Mm-hmm. Got uh, a little 3M protective clear wrap on that puppy because I originally was going to wrap it in like a satin. Yeah, but it would it would be a complete injustice to why I bought that car in the first place. That coat, that F8 green is beautiful. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So I didn't want to cover it up. I wanted to accentuate it. Uh, the the 3M wrap. The protective wrap we put on there is like three times the thickness of a normal wrap. So chips, stuff like that on the race course, it's it, it, they're not going to. That's right, because you want to get it out there. You want to do some stuff with it. Oh, yeah. And, we're doing and, stuff. Yeah. I'm driving the dog shit out of this car. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's for. Um, I can't so, wait for that. So we got so the clear awesome. wrap, and then we got the, you know, I blacked out the hood with a, with a little satin finish. and I hopefully in the next two weeks HRE is going to have the one off set of wheels for me, and then we got Nitto tires just What's on board. HRE building sort of a road race set. Or yes, are you doing, right. yeah. You know, I I wanted to, I wanted to. There's a lot of things I want to do with this car. I want to make it look different, but it's got to be functional. Yeah. Um, you know, the wheels that I originally picked out from HRE are awesome wheels, but they're going to be really hard to clean. And I want to drive the dog crap out of this yeah. car. So I'm going to be pulling brake dust off of these it's five It's a little spokes. easier to go to like a five spoke. These are lo- yeah. much easier. It, yeah. It's it's a takeoff of the original one that came on the Demon. But it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a deeper dish wheel. Um, and you're trying, to, you're trying to square this up a little bit more. You're not... You're not running it on the bigs and skinnies. You know, it's not drag race mode like you were talking no, about. No, I'm gonna on. I'm gonna make this car turn. Yeah, this is this is gonna be sort of a, a an epic road race demon or yeah. motocross demon or whatever. You know, it's just you know, a Gurney back carver. in the day, yeah. man, and the AAR. I mean, that that that's kind of one of the th- and, and the the TH Allinger. That's kind of one of the things that's the inspiration of this. Um, I love going fast. The fact that this is the fastest production car, you know, domestic production car in the world or uh, production car period. Um, I want it to turn. I want to take it out to road courses. Um, like I say, we got Nitto involved a couple of days ago. I can't go on any further without thanking you, yeah, especially for hooking me up with Richard Waitus again. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. Because Richard's just taking the lead, man. Called me yesterday. Hey, we got Nitto on board. We got Bill Steen on board. See, the cool thing about this car yeah. is I want to I want to keep it original. As much as I can, right? Because it's a thirty-three hundred production run demon, for God's sakes. But I want to turn it into a monster. So, Bilstein did the shocks originally on the Hellcat and the this demon. Yeah. Okay. But they're developing a road course set, a one-off set, a direct 
replacement yeah. for mine. Interesting. Okay. So they're on board. Nitto, same deal. Yeah. We got some uh, sportsman tires, then we got some radials they're thrown into the into the mix. Um Brembo. Okay, we're gonna do uh we got four pistons on there now, we're gonna do a six piston. Okay. Um if you go fast, you gotta stop fast. Yeah. Richard um, Waitis is our friend at Magnaflow and he's he's been great for us. He uh, he was sort of uh, – Richard Waitis at Magnaflow and everybody at Magnaflow. How do you best describe Richard? It's like he's, he's a good dude. First of all, he's the biggest RC car collector in the world. He's got an entire room dedicated to that stuff at his oh, place. Oh, great. Which is fantastic. Um, and uh, and he's he's helped me out on my Mustangs and my other cars. But my, my 92 Alfa Romeo Spider has a full Magnaflow exhaust that he developed for me on it. And, and the Mustang Cobra does. My BMW M3 has Magnaflow on it. It sounds um, unbelievable. And and it's great. But also when I approached I I approached SEMA and I said, Hey, we need to do more podcasting, it needs to be more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this needs to have a bigger presence at SEMA. And I know they're kind of like getting into that, but uh they weren't ready to jump on right away. But then I went to Richard and I said, Richard, podcasting, come on, man, you've been on the show, you know what's going on. We mm-hmm. need a presence for that. That's when I and- so rudely interrupted you in the uh- <laughs> Well, and we the Ring were, Brothers. Yeah, we were doing uh, we were doing some like booth the booth stuff. But yeah. th- this past year, Magnaflow built a podcast stage, brilliant in in Central Hall in that main hall, and allowed us to do podcasting stuff there and put mm-hmm. on a whole thing. And they they built us a stage in a green room, and they had a whole bunch of different people doing. And podcasts, it was huge. We it doing, was a great hit. And I I love that. And those guys are 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 sort of at the at the at the leading edge mm. by doing that. And I think they loved it as well. We loved it. And they've to embraced and the new marketing technique. You yeah. know, they're all over it. Yeah. And uh, uh, Richard just bought a Corvette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a, he's already he's had it for 90 minutes before he had that thing apart as well. Yeah. <laughs> the both of you guys. You Speaking guys. of having a part, if you if you're if you're at one with the car with your automobiles like I am, don't ever Go into a place that is wrapping your car and watch what they do yeah. because you will vomit. Yeah. Yeah. Brand new car. I don't know. I had 20 miles on it when I got there. I, I saw it. <laughs> I saw another processor pieces laying all over the oh, place. Oh, yeah. They take it all apart. I'm like, oh, my to God. Do it right, what is going on yeah. here? You know, so, yeah. yeah. Do, do not. Out of sight, out of mind. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. Everybody tells me that uh, uh, use some use, um, uh, – uh, like a like a dusting like end dust or what's the other uh, spray like the le- pledge quick, like the pledge or detail. something yeah yeah like uh, something like that with an oil and a UV protectant will make it last as oh well. yeah yeah really yeah nice I mean I I heard that from a couple people but uh, listen if you're if you're a professional rap person uh, car rap person not rap person but car rap person. <laughs> uh, uh, let us know um how do you take care of those things if you if you want them, if they last four or five years how do you make them last seven eight nine years just exactly curious, and is that possible yeah um and is it different for the clear wrap because you have black on the hood but mm-hmm. then you have a thick clear over the rest of it how do you it make is that? different there there's different uh cleaning um, Soap and water techniques. Right? There's, yeah. yeah, and then how do you prevent it from like yellowing or things like that? I'd love to hear that. So um, you can always uh, email us at carcastshow at gmail dot com or uh, hit us up on on social media as well. Um, another car. Oh, so I here's. Uh, I'm going to ask you about your Mustang, but uh, uh, how I got about my, the BMW? The BMW. So I got this 2001 BMW M3. I think we talked about it a little bit before. 
Adam Carolla bought the car new in 2001. He special ordered it. He got mm-hmm. it done in like this dark blue instead of black. He just wanted to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Sunroof delete. He didn't even want like power seats and leather in it. He wanted a, sort of a lightweight version. It has power seats because that's all they have, but mm-hmm. it, it's like cloth inserts on the seats. Um, well, he's a torso man. He needed the extra two inches with the lack of sunroof. Too. Right? <laughs> uh, so it's a cool car. And then he took it to a shop. Back in the day, and uh, I think we could talk about it. So it's not—it's not like I'm not trying to dog on the shop. It's not good, bad, or otherwise. But he went to RMS Race Mark Systems, right? They're here in in I don't know Van Nuys, Burbank, or something like that. And they started working on the car, and it kind of got ahead of itself. Like right? it ended up getting uh, not a fully built motor. It's got rods and pistons in it. It's got a supercharger on it, which they his car was the one they developed the kit on, mm-hmm. right? And at the time. This company was so new that they didn't really just – like they kind of got ahead of themselves and they couldn't really finish this car. It was way more than what they thought they were going to do. It's got big brakes on it, full suspension on it. And uh, and they had it for, I don't know, a year or two years, something really long. And, uh, and Adam's finally like, I just want my damn car back. And he took the car back, but it never really got finished. So it drove around, but it overheated and just wasn't right. So it sat for years and years and years, like 14 years. And then finally I was like, what are you doing with the M3? And he's like, I don't know. Do you want to figure it out? I was like, okay. <laughs> so I took a bunch of things apart and I found some issues with the cooling system and mm-hmm. this problem with the radiator and, uh, and uh, yeah, and a broken coil. <laughs> it's brand new coil, broken coil um, and uh, in the coil pack. And then uh, – I fixed the cooling system. We fixed some belt wrap issues with the supercharger. There was a tensioner on it, and every time you'd hit the gas, when you open the hood and the engine's running, belt's clear. But when you hit the gas, the tensioner is spring-loaded, and it would hit one of the pulleys, oh, and it would, sh- just, it would just cut through one of the pulleys. And, God. And, uh, and uh, I had a custom radiator made by Ron Davis, uh, the group in, in Arizona. Um, they did a great job. Uh, the fan was so tight because once you put all the supercharger pulleys and stuff on, there's no room for an electric fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we bought a fan and we kind of sort of mounted it off to the side on the radiator. And then the only way to make a shroud is uh, some guys helped me out and uh, they made it out of foam, laid carbon fiber over it, mm-hmm. dissolved the foam with like with like an acetone, and we made a one-off carbon fiber shroud nice. on this thing. So. Um, anyway, I got it running, got it in pretty good shape, and uh, uh, but the tune was still off. You know, the, it was an old tune from back in the day. It was running rich. It was a little down on power. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took it to a dyno. Um, a friend of mine, uh, uh, Ray, he put it up on the dyno, and he's like, I can't tune it. It's a 2001. It's even older. It's an E46, but the computer's like a little bit older. I think they revised them in 03 or 04 or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty sure there was a revision done. And he's like, "Look, we made 410 to the tires. You know, it's it's you know, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. He goes, but it's running rich and it could use a few things. So, mm-hmm. and I ended up calling back uh, this RMS company, and I went over there and I was like, hey, here's the car. And first, I was I was going in a little angry. I was going in like, this car hasn't run in fucking 15 years, and and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Adam and I are friends, and blah blah blah. And he goes, and he goes. He goes, that's my bad. He goes, I-, I couldn't afford to build this car, and I was trying to like build a company around it and whatever. And like now he's doing well, and his company's good, and his supercharger kits are good, all over the place. Good, fix it, fucker. And I said, fix it, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so that's what he's doing. So I dropped the car off there, 
And uh, he's like, all right, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to dyno it. I'm going to, you know, he's like, and we got a new pulley that we use and it doesn't whine because one of them squeals. And, and we've got a new intake tube. I was like, yeah, because this one falls off. He's like, yeah, oh, no, we got a new Christ. one. We're going to fix it. Um, so he's in there and he's working on it. And, uh, uh, you know, and like any car guy, like none of my cars run. So here I am. I was like, let me time it. I was like, I'm not the only guy that's like, that. <laughs> no, sure. believe me. So I was like, let me time this out to where, um, uh, I was on the schedule to test drive the 2018 Ford Mustang GT. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's about a week. So why don't I drop the car off and uh, the BMW, he's got a week to work on it and I'll drive the Mustang. And then when I, you know, when the Mustang goes back, I get the BMW back. So the Mustang goes back on Thursday. Uh, you know, as you're listening to this a few weeks ago, it goes back on Thursday. I text the guy. I don't hear back. I text him on Friday and I was like, hey, man. I need my car back or I need an answer, right? Do I got to rent a car or what? And uh, I get a text at, at night. No, you should buy one. <laughs> right? Buy one that works. Um, I was like, hey, I've got to do I've got to do podcasts all weekend. I've got an event to go to. I'm here with you. Like it was basically a couple of days ago. And I was like, I need, you know, I, I need to know what I'm doing here. You, an you, you need to, to talk to me. And he's like, oh, yeah, my bad. Here we go. And he's like, he's like, I have. He's like, come drive my car. <laughs> so I'm driving this guy's 07 335, and he's got my M3. And the issue is, he's like, we got a new computer for it. We got a little bit more modern computer. It's a little bit faster. I'm building the tune for the whole thing. It, it's screaming. It's making power. It's sounding good. And he goes, but the, the, the initial tip-in, I'm having a trouble tuning it. He's like, it's not you. It's not the car. It's not the computer. He goes, the fucking speed sensor in my dyno just broke. And now I'm on the phone with the dyno guys trying to get it fixed. I'm like, well, how long is that going to take? I was like, do you have to order a part from, from, from another country? Like, what's going on? And and he goes, he goes. Uh, well, you drive my car for as long as you need it. I said, you know how long I need it? When my car is done. I was like, so when my car is done, you could have your car back. That's how long I need your car for. So if you want to call me and be like, hey, can I get my car back? Yes. When mine's when done. When mine's done, you could have your car back. And uh, uh, so that's where I am. I'm stuck with. You still got his car. I've got his car. I'd love to say, hey, man, I've got the dyno numbers and it looks great. And by the time you're listening to this, hopefully I will, because it'll be three weeks from now, and I'm going to be pissed as hell if oh, I don't Jesus. have it. But, uh, but that's where we are. So maybe on one of the other shows, or we'll come back, and we'll do some social media stuff. I'll show you some dyno numbers. I'm excited. This is a 2001 M3, and because it sat for so long, it's got 20,000 miles on it. Oh, nice. And, and MagnaFlow, MagnaFlow did the exhaust for it. You mentioned HRE wheels. I love those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do an HRE wheel on that nice. car. And um, I got a, like a CSL front-end bumper cover kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bilstein, um, uh, they're doing suspension on it as well. Nice. So it's a nice little uh, – it seems like we're working with a lot of the same people. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm excited to make it good. And uh, <laughs> the one thing that drives me nuts on this car is – the clutch is so heavy. You need two feet to push this goddamn thing down. It's nuts. So uh, I've been bitching about it on the show and online forever. And, of course, our friend, Mr. Clutch, Will Beatty oh, at God Center Force Clutches, he's like, we got to get that fixed. I don't know his name, and I don't know the name of his company until they replace the clutch and the Cobra. You know, they, owe, <laughs> they owe me one. So I, I don't know his name or the name of his company right. until it's done. All right. All right. So uh, my friend, Will Beatty from Center Your Force Clutches, is, right. is, uh, he's going to help me out on the BMW. Do you want me to make it a package deal? 
Mother Cobra did. and BMW? I don't know. If he wants to live much longer than I think it probably <laughs> should be, yeah. All right. So you're calling out uh, You're calling out uh, uh, Will Beatty. All right. So we're going to wrap up, but just a quick update on the Lawman Mustang. I know you're kind of just putting a plan together. You're freshing up the car. What, what's the idea? Are you going to rebuild the motor on it, or are you doing a little cosmetic stuff? Where I'm having you? to rebuild a bit of the motor. There, uh, you know, I over revved the thing the last time. We re it, we redid the the Ford Tour. I did twelve bases locally, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I got the opportunity to take this a number of COs down the tarmac. At, uh, so these these are the bases. military bases. You're talking yes, about. You're going to do the charity things, and you run the car and all that. Yeah. yeah which well, I the love. last the last time I ran it, I uh, you know over revved it a little bit and. Got a little damage in, 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 in no, no head damage, but a little piston issue. And um, at the end of the day, the car was restored in 89. So cosmetically, yeah. it looks, you know, it's a good looking car. Um, but it it's it's the Mustang in the world. If you ask me, ask a number of people, it's, it's the preeminent Mustang. So it needs to be massaged. It needs to be brought back to life, yeah. brought back to better than original state. Because you use it. That's an important thing. Well, like, because I use it, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's it's worthy of the best. And it's so, the brawniest of Mustangs. Like, this thing is just so crazy fast. Yeah, Pedagon, you know, told me a long time ago, it was like the, the, the predecessor to the funny cars, you know. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, he was the first one to drive that thing yeah. when I purchased it at the Oceana Air Show. It's really neat. I mean, the the thing means a lot to me because it's because of what it is, but it's it's associated with the military, and I, yeah, I, that means a lot to me. I I know you've driven it a bunch of times, like you were talking about, and it's fast. But once that thing's freshened up, and maybe maybe a little bit modern pieces and seals and stuff going into that in that supercharger, and we'll we'll take it down, take it for a rip. Absolutely, I, I bet that's what be, it's for. It's going to be nuts. It's What's going to be even more nuts is doing a video of it taking a rip right next to the demon. To the demon, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I'll throw the 330 in there, too, in the mix, put Wanda in it or something, where <laughs> we know that she can't be as fast as us. Yeah. Yeah, that would be right. a pretty cool shot. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, thank you. We're running out of time here. Thanks for listening. Um, as usual, you can check us out at carcastshow.com and uh, uh, subscribe on iTunes. You can go to iTunes Podcast. You can subscribe and get the show all the time. This show is every Wednesday. The one with Adam Kroll is, and myself is every Friday. Or you can just go to the website and listen to it. We've got a couple apps, Podcast One app, Adam Kroll app. Um, frankly, I don't know if they work, but they're there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a formality. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that they're getting some updates and things like that. But you can listen to the shows there, and we appreciate that. Give us a nice little uh, review on iTunes. And uh, we want some questions. So we're going to start doing some questions. We're going to do phone calls at some point. It really comes down to when we take phone calls, when we have studio time. But hit us up at carcastshow at gmail.com. Send us your car questions or whatever. You know, you can ask us some whatever questions. But we, you know, we'll go for the car questions too. But um, uh, check this out. Check out all of that stuff. And uh, you can find me on social media at Motorator, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Motorator. Send me some messages. Show me your cars. I'd love to hear about it. And uh, and Goldberg, you're all over social media as well. Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage on Instagram. Great. And just a reminder, April 17th, History Channel, your new show. What's it called? Forged in Fire, Knife or Death. Watch it <laughs> or I'll kill you. There you go. And uh, <laughs> uh, WWE Hall of Fame induction, April 6th. That's the uh, 
uh, WrestleMania weekend. So subscribe to that. I think it's on WWE Network. And make sure you tune in because I just did a stop at Mr. Mark Warman's garage oh, up yeah, yeah. in uh, Eugene, Oregon, and put a couple motors in. Had a lot of fun. We're going to get him in here at some point. We're going to do that. And uh, got a lot of cool Mopar stuff to talk about. Excellent. Oh, and also you've uh, done several episodes of the Goldbergs. As you're listening to this, they probably have aired, but check out abc.com. And I, I, I'm, I, I think they're playing full episodes. Yeah, you can stream. Of, you can stream the full episodes. Episodes up there. You've done a fun. It's funny stuff. Love. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, if I hadn't masculated myself enough wearing my underwear in front of millions of people, <laughs> I had to sing and wear a pink robe on the Goldberg. So check it out. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Thanks, guys. Until next time. Uh, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. See ya.